0: Well, tonight I am going to do something I have never done before in my 26 years of ministry, and that is deliberately shorten the sermon. (laughs) I do that not only because of the heat, but I do that based on a struggle I had this past week dealing with this text. Uh, when you prepare a sermon the first thing that you do after asking God to give you enlightenment in the text the first thing that you do is what we call delimit the pericope or what is the text Uh, a pericope is a self-contained unit of revelation so you want to preach a whole story now sometimes that can be a verse it can be a paragraph It can be a whole chapter. Sometimes it's very easy to tell what the text is. Sometimes it's not so easy. And I wrestled this past week with how big the text for tonight is. Um, From verse 4 to verse 25 of Acts 8, we have what I see as three particular stories And I believe they all are connected by a unifying theme. So it was my intention tonight to preach uh, from verse 4 to verse 25 about Samaria, about Simon, and about the Spirit. But I wasn't sure if perhaps verses 4 through 8 were their own pericope. Uh, I think there are thematic connections with what follows. But I've decided for tonight uh, we are going to deal just with verses four through eight of chapter 8. In other words, I'm only going to preach. Point one of the sermon tonight, just about Samaria. Next time we will get Simon and the Spirit, uh, because tonight uh, we really, know, you know, we really have two jobs. I have a job, you have a job. It's my job to speak. It's your job to listen. And the goal is we finish our jobs the same time. That's always the goal. And I fear that if I preach the sermon I had fully prepared, uh, my job would go on far beyond you finishing your job. So tonight we are going to look together at uh, Acts chapter 4, and I'm going to read just the verses 4 through That is printed in our worship folder, or if you have your Bibles, you may turn there at this time. Acts chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. What we hear now is God's Word. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the Word. Philip went down (coughs) to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. But we are in that second section of the book of Acts. That section that talks about the gospel going beyond Jerusalem and now into Judea and Samaria. And we have said that this second section really talks about two men. We have talked about the man Stephen. We have looked at at his proclamation of the gospel and how they treated Stephen. And tonight we're introduced once again to Philip and his work in the city of Samaria. We'll talk more about the work of Philip uh, next time and the time following as he takes up the rest of chapter eight. But For tonight, uh, we look uh, briefly at Philip going down to Samaria. For us to understand the significance of what we read in verse 4 through 6. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being preached by Philip when they heard him. For us to understand the significance of that event, Philip going to the city of Samaria we have to know a little bit about the history of Samaria. And for that, we would need to turn to the Old Testament. Because for over a thousand years, there was hostility between the Jerusalem Jews and the Samaritans. A thousand years of hostility between Jerusalem and Samaria. That began in the 10th century B.C. You perhaps remember that the kingdom of Israel was divided. There were the two southern tribes of Judah that retained Jerusalem as their capital. And there were the ten northern tribes. And their capital was Samaria. So there was a a natural battle between Jerusalem and Samaria. A division within the people of God. A division that continued down through the centuries. Not for just a year or ten years or a hundred years for a thousand years. They were at odds with each other. In 722 B.C., When the Assyrians came and took into captivity the Northern tribes, they took many of the people away into captivity in Assyria, but left some behind. And leaving some behind, they sent some of their people, some of the Assyrians, back to live in the area of Samaria. Those who were left behind and the assyrians who came in intermingled and intermarried with each other and and samaritan became a derogatory term somewhat equal to what we would say is a half-breed someone who is no longer truly an israelite they had intermarried with the people from Assyria. In fact, there's a story, if you haven't read this lately, go to, uh, to later 2 7 Kings 17, the story of how uh, these Assyrians and others came back and began to worship their gods and lions came in and attacked them. And they said, oh, there must be a god here we don't know about. And they began to, to wonder, who's the god of this area? They brought a priest in to instruct them And what they did was, they then took the worship of the true God and combined it with the worship of their false gods. They were theologically divided. No longer pure in their worship of the one true God. The Samaritans were a mixed group. Mixed racially, mixed theologically. In the sixth century under Cyrus king of Persia some of the Jews are sent back to rebuild the temple and some of these Samaritans come and say we'd like to help you rebuild the temple and they say we want nothing to do with you you are not a part of us you are Samaritans in the fourth century Samaritans would actually build their own temple on Mount Gerizim. Maybe that sounds a little bit familiar to you. Because in John chapter 4, we have the story of the woman at the well. And she asked the question, where are we to worship? On Mount Gerizim? Or on this mountain here in Jerusalem? Where is the true worship of God to take place? Because the people were divided. Jerusalem and Gerizim. In the 2nd century, the Jerusalem Jews would come and destroy the temple at Gerizim. And the feud continued. A thousand years of hostility. And now, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the cross these half-hearted half devoted theologically mixed Philip goes to Samaria the city of Samaria and preaches the gospel there and we read in verse 6 and the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs That he did and there was much joy in that city Samaria which had been a place of darkness Samaria a place of mixture when the gospel comes they with one accord receive the word and with joy they become a part of the one people of God the gospel comes to Samaria these people who were who were we would say the farthest from the king sometimes I wonder I know we wouldn't say it out loud but perhaps we think sometimes that there are some people who are beyond the pale of salvation they would be like Samaritans, half-hearted, half-devoted. And and I have to confess, at times I, I find myself thinking, you know, for this person, this person who I come in contact with, or whatever it might be, for this person, because of the way they talk, because of the way they act, it would take a miracle for God to save them. And I find myself having to confess my arrogance. Because I so often forget. It took a miracle for God to save me. There is no one who is beyond the pale of the call of the gospel. When Jesus Christ is proclaimed, Even those who are dark in heart, even those with divided allegiance, when the Holy Spirit opens our minds, opens our heart to receive the gospel, there is great joy in salvation. God came through the gospel to Samaria. God came through the gospel to us and enliven our hearts and enliven our minds that we might embrace that glorious truth. And he continues to do that today. The gospel continues to go forward. God calls tonight to all who hear this call, repent and believe in Jesus Christ, the one and only hope for salvation, and know the joy, no matter what you have been, know the joy of belonging to the one People of God. A people saved by grace. The story the gospel coming to Samaria is a story of encouragement for us. As God continues to gather His people just as He gathered us. Oh, we pray that God might continue to use His glorious word to use the beauty of the proclamation of the gospel to continue to call each and every one of his own to himself, just as the gospel came to Samaria. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we are humbled before you. Who are we that you should think kindly toward us we are fallen our hearts are cold toward you we are not seeking after you and yet you O oh God in your grace and in your mercy came to us you caused us to hear the words of salvation and you by your spirit opened our hearts that we might embrace Jesus Christ O oh Lord God we thank you and we praise you for what you have done in salvation. And we are humbled that we are the recipients of this glorious gift. Help us, O God, to live every day rejoicing in the salvation which is ours, rejoicing in the work of your Son, Jesus Christ, and rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen.